I have a theory. I think there are three different kinds of events. I think we can just divide it up into three different kinds. <laughs> the first kind of event is is sort of that that event that just is a, a maybe for entertainment or just a, a light little blip, you know, uh, kind of the thing you we used to read the newspaper. But now, you know, if you're looking at Facebook, uh, you might look at that event and think about it for a while. You might laugh out loud. Some of those Facebook things they make you laugh out loud. Um, but it it doesn't. It's just for a moment. It's entertainment and it's fun. Or maybe it's you know oh, I need to remember it's their anniversary. Oh yeah. Uh, that's one kind of event, one kind of report. And then the second kind of event is one that you might read about and you think, you know what, I, I might need to do something about that. So that goes into the, I'll categorize that later. I'll, I'll, I might, I'll file that away and I might get back to it. That's my thought about the second kind of event. And then there's a third kind of event that is altogether and entirely different. And that kind of event is one you might read a report about and it gets you up. It gets you up out of your seat. You put your jacket on. You put your shoes on. This thing, you have to check out for yourself, right? This is news. This is something that sets us on our feet and sets us to go. And tonight, I'd like us to take a look at this man's encounter, Nicodemus, um, and a couple of encounters that he had with Jesus. And the reason I chose Nicodemus, which seems like an interesting story, I think, for um, this time of year, is Jesus got him up out of his seat. He wanted, to, he wanted to find out more and get moving. So let's take a look. Um, we'll pray first, and then we'll take a look at uh, a few of these passages. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your promises that when we come to Scripture, you always meet us here. And so tonight we open up your word and we pray that wherever we are, whether we come to you in a season of doubt or a season of despair or maybe a season of hope or maybe just complacency or apathy, we pray that we would see you again, that we would meet you again. Open our eyes and our hearts so that we can worship you and love you and be sent out in your power and strength. Amen. Our first scripture today comes from John chapter 3. You'll find it in your Bible on page 979. So uh, let's take a look here. And we're starting at um, John 3, chapter 1, verses 1 through 15. And then that last little bit, uh, 19 through 21, um, you can just make a note of. I won't read all the way through there. Hear the word of the Lord. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again. How can anyone be born again when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. 
Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify of what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Sometimes we just need to go check things out for ourselves. <laughs> that was the case for Nicodemus. You know the feeling where you finally reach the point when somebody tells you something and you're restless. You finally say, oh, <laughs> I gotta go figure this out myself. I gotta go see. I gotta go look into this. And he had to go talk to Jesus. He was convinced of it. After hearing about those miracles that Jesus had been performing, vast, vast quantities of water in purification jars turned into wine at a wedding feast. Surely Jesus was from God. But how could he be? Who could he be? And how could he, Nicodemus, as a teacher of the law and a member of the Sanhedrin, go to Jesus? What would people think? He'd go late. He'd go in the dark. <laughs> that night, Jesus had said a lot. But now, three years later, Nicodemus was remembering. Just as Moses lifted the serpent in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. Even then, Jesus had been pointing him to the cross. Even then. He had also told him, Whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be plainly seen that what he has done has been done by God. Well, Nicodemus knew the background story because he was a member of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish ruling council, but you might not have quite figured out what the reference was um, that we're being pointed to. It's in the book of Numbers, which I'm sure you guys have read cover to cover many times. <laughs> okay, I have to tell you a little confession here. This is off subject, but the book of Numbers, when I was in a plane, a tiny little plane, bouncing up and around in Alaska, I was pretty sure this time we were going down. The weather was horrible and the pilot was barely had shaved. And <laughs> There was no GPS. And I had my matches in my 
part of it. I always kept the word in my plastic bag, and I was okay, 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 okay. Get the. I know where the fire extinguisher is, and okay, if I survive, okay, fire, shelter, food, fire, shelter, food. <laughs> I'm like looking around, going, okay, I could burn my sermon. I was on the way to Juno, right? And I could burn my sermon. Oh, that's not very much paper. I thought, oh, I would never burn the Bible. Would I burn the Bible? <laughs> And I said, if I had to do one, I'd pick the book of numbers. Okay. <laughs> so that is really not okay. But I got to tell you, in all this, in all this confession, there's a story in the book of numbers, and it turns out to be. So you'll never ever forget that, right? It turns out to be in Numbers chapter 21, verses four through nine. So now let's take a look past all those. Uh, what are those called? Those? No, no, no. The. Um, Things that go on and on about that. The begats, yeah. Okay, chapter 21, verses 4 through 9. Let's see. Um, it's the snake one. I'm just not reading it in this Bible. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have it all written down for you somewhere on a sticky note where it is. Did anybody find it yet? Numbers? Oh, thank you. So maybe you're familiar with this story. I think it's um, an interesting one. So this is after we might remember that um, the Lord listened to Israel's plea and he gave the Canaanites over, over to them. Okay, a, a great time of conquering. And now um, they travel. So picking up in uh, chapter 21, verse 4. They traveled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread. There is no water. And we detest this miserable food. (laughs) Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them, and they bit the people. And many of the Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. We spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will make the snakes go away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and he put it up on a pole. And then anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, and they lived. Confused, hungry, in the wilderness, wandering around in the desert, and pretty soon the Israelites start complaining. That's natural. <laughs> we go from one great moment with God, and then, and then pretty soon... We decide we're uncomfortable again. <laughs> For them, it was the food, the bread, and the water. And um, oftentimes, for us, it gets to be the same thing. We just kind of start complaining. But remember, they had been freed from slavery in Egypt. <laughs> and now they're saying, you brought us out into wilderness. We don't even have good food. All we have is bread and water. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Which would you choose, slavery and good food or being freed from slavery? But here they are. They're already grumbling against God. 
And it grew. It grew in volume, the grumbling did. Just as a bad mood might start just with one person in the house and then it kind of travels. Or maybe in an apartment complex or a college dorm room. Or, you know, pretty soon there's just, there's just, goes from grumbling to sinning to outright rebellion against God. And that's what was happening here. Why had Moses led them there anyway? And they even questioned God himself. In their impatience, the Israelites rebelled. 